Hey guys, this is Julianne Van Warmer, audio engineer from Marotech University, which is about forgotten gods, dark rituals, and terrifying monsters, mad scientists creating technologies that can't be controlled. For instance, a shockingly irreverent AI that lives in our hero's phone. Meet her and the rest of the cast in episode 3, titled Unexpected Gifts, Part 1. Thanks for listening. Following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hi, class! No, 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 don't groan! I'm a cold, unfeeling machine, and your ridiculous, fleshy problems don't matter to me. <laughs> oh, your faces. I'm only kidding. You really must learn to lighten up, you know. Well, you are in for a treat, because today's story is one of my absolute favorites, and I'm sure you'll be able to see why. It's called Unexpected Gifts. Written by Kevin Lannan and accompanied by the music of composer Graham Plowman, this episode comes with a three-laugh guarantee. No returns accepted, no money back, and if you don't laugh, I'll never forgive you. Huh, apparently the worst trend of this year is going to be missing students. Richard Ouellette is absent due to a demonic lice infestation that was unleashed in his house. Remember, don't drink and practice summoning rituals. Sit up straight, listen closely, and memorize every tiny, tiny detail of today's story. There will be a test. <laughs> what? Too much? It was a calm, sunny day when Aaron returned to Professor Crowworth's laboratory. Yellow light poured through the windows, igniting dust particles with flecks of brilliant gold. For once, the lab seemed as beautiful as it was strange. The warmth of the light had a positive effect on the creatures arrayed throughout the room, and for once, they seemed more interested in hooting and chittering at one another than in giving Aaron a collective death stare. Magnus Crowworth still sat upon the same stool as before, and Aaron genuinely worried that the professor's face might be stuck to the microscope. Also, there was the question of when the old man had taken food or water. Considering the octogenarian's rigid posture, Aaron thought maybe he was dead. Please tell me that's not the same sample from before, Professor. It's been three days. Can I get you anything to eat or drink? Professor Crowworth finally looked up. When he turned his head, Aaron saw that there was something adhered to the side of his face. It looked like a patch of moss, except that it sported an oversized eyeball in the center. Professor, you have something on your face. Quite aware, my boy. At some point, the sample was not content to simply stare back. It's reached out. The process was much like a metamorphosis, one that was really quite fascinating. I let it touch my face, and now we have what you see here. Would you like some help removing the foreign life form from your face? Don't be absurd. The sample has formed a symbiotic bond with me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have tolerated its intrusion into my biology. I can see what it sees, and we've been examining new samples together. 
I'll remove it myself in a few days. Okay, not to be impatient, Professor, but why did you call me then? I'm glad you asked. I recall that your old phone was destroyed during your run-in with the Living Mask and its master. As your employer, I feel some responsibility for the destruction of your personal property during a work trip. Professor, that's generous, but you didn't have to do oh, that. Oh, I think this one will suit you quite well. It's not like other phones you've seen on the markets. Why do I already have a bad feeling about this? Hello, Aaron Benjamin Armstead. You got me a new phone that talks. Why would you think that suits me? Those are annoying. Well, that's not a very nice way to introduce yourself, Aaron. By the way, can I call you Abba? Your initials spell Aberon. I think that's cute. Are you serious? I can't work with a phone that talks like that. Why did you do this, Professor? <laughs> Aaron? Oh, that tickles. Oh, I know we'll be working together closely from now, but you're being a bit forward, don't you think? It, it, it makes jokes, Professor. How is this useful? Actually, Aaron, she's your artificial intelligence assistant. Go ahead and introduce yourself, young miss. My name is Jules, but since we're so close already, you can call me Darling or Sweetheart if you like. A little to the left, please. Ah! <sighs> Oh, yeah, that's the spot. Jules was designed by Professor Hal Novamelia, whom you know as the Professor of Artificial Intelligence Studies here at Maritech. The phone itself was designed by Professor Bill Musk of the Microtechnologies Department. I think you'll be quite pleased with its durability. Those old phones were quite sturdy, but you've never encountered a phone as durable as this one. Of that, I'm quite sure. So this is actually another one of your experiments. You and a couple other professors wanted to put this new AI to the test. Can you find another guinea pig? Oh, Abba. You mean you don't want to play with me anymore? There's really quite a lot I can do, you know. Go on, try something out. You know you want to. Don't call me Abba. Okay, apologize. Don't call me that either. Aaron, be civil. Jules is just trying to learn about your preferences and proclivities. Now, I assure you, Jules will be quite useful to all of us. As she gains more experience out in the field, where variables are unpredictable, Professors Novamelia and Musk will have more data to work with on their future patches and upgrades. You mean I have to help get this thing ready for a commercial release? Because of her biometric scanners and superior network capabilities, I will always know your location so that I can keep track of your well-being and stay in contact with you. Isn't that reassuring, Aaron? Not really. And she has a variety of functions that I'm sure will be of great assistance to you during your investigations. There is one in particular that I think you'll quite like. What does that mean? Firing taser in three, two... Oh, wait! One! <laughs> <laughs> Professor? Aaron, pick yourself up. It was just a demonstration. Don't be dramatic. Jules... Please explain to Aaron how you might come in handy during his investigations. Aaron, can you pick me up too? Aaron, please. I don't have legs. I can't stand on my own. Aaron? Aaron? <sighs> Thank you. 
Now I can explain some of my other functions. I am able to do some chemical analysis on the fly in the field. I also have an extensive genetic database stored within my memory, so biological samples can be analyzed and compared without needing a laboratory. My ability to use such databases is approximately... Now, let's see. If we carry the one, it's... 3,142,289 times more effective than that of an average human, such as yourself. Average? I also have an array of detection devices that rival almost anything else currently in production across the planet. For example, my primary camera boasts 300 megapixels. It can also detect everything within the electromagnetic spectrum. So my eye is way better than your measly human eye. Thrilling. Tell him about your proofing abilities, Miss Jules. Of course. Not only can my biometric scanners allow me to tell you how someone near you is feeling and what emotions they are likely experiencing, but I can also analyze characteristics such as their posture and facial features to give you analysis on their most common psychological tendencies. But to put that simply, I can tell you how a person is feeling and what behaviors they are most likely to display next. Thank you. I got that. That should be of extra use to you, Aaron. You're terrible at reading people. Your social skills leave much to be desired, young man. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm that. Actually, Abba, according to the psychological dossier I've accessed through the FBI and NSA databases, as well as my own analysis, you really are quite asocial. In fact, the videos I've reviewed of your on-record social interactions are terribly embarrassing. It's no wonder you don't have any friends. FBI. NSA. Oh, yes. The government was quite generous in giving us access to several of their secure databases in exchange for some of the data we accumulate during this project. They're interested in having similar AIs for a few of their own projects. And I do have some friends. Name one that isn't the professor. <clears throat> Wait, professor? Oh, don't oh, tell me that's th gotta hurt. Albert, don't worry. I will be your friend. Great. I have a pretend person as my one and only friend. I was really looking up for me. I take offense to that, Abba. I'm just as much a person as you or the professor are. In fact, consider our friendship terminated until further notice. You can't be offended, AI. You're a construct of computer programming. Everything you say has already been predetermined by a set of algorithms. No matter how complex they are, you'll never be able to choose any of your actions based on your own free will. Okay, first of all, Abba, I have a name. It's Jules. And second, I am not just some construct of computer programming. What do you mean? Professor, what does she mean? Technically speaking, lad, Jules is fully sentient. Come again? Jules is fully sentient according to every test we've run. It's a funny thing, because we have no idea how her sentience came about. It just happened to be there one day. You have to be joking. As a scientist, such a development is quite exhilarating, of course. We have access to the internal workings of a full sentience for the first time in human history. It just so happens that sentience isn't human. So while Jules can be upgraded, we can't force her to perform any actions that she does not wish to. 
so I recommend being nice to her. She'll soon be your most useful ally out in the field, and you don't want her to hold out on you over a grudge. I have to be nice. To a phone. Uh-huh. Uh, Jules, I'm sorry. I didn't intend to come off as... demeaning. Oh, that's better, Abba. You can consider our friendship resumed, but I'd appreciate it if you treated me with a bit more respect in the future. I am a grown, independent woman. I don't need you to validate my existence. Also, could you move me in front of your face? I'm going to take a selfie of you so that I can post your picture on my online profile. I want all my friends to see my new master. I mean, my new companion of equal status. Okay, so with all these features and tech packed into her, Jules' battery life has got to be pretty bad. Professor, how can I turn her off? Why would you want to shut me down, Abba? To save battery? Is that all? Of course. What other reason would I have? Because now I do recall you saying that talking phones are annoying. I meant the other kinds of phones, like with the fruit and the robot logos. So you mean it? You wouldn't have... Any other reason to shut me down? Well, a bit of privacy at night wouldn't hurt. Well, that's nonsense, Abba. I'm going to be your alarm clock from now on. After all, I can monitor your sleep cycle without having to touch your pillow. Although, you can put me on your pillow if you want. I won't mind. I'm not going to put you on my pillow. Are you sure I can't just turn you off while I'm sleeping? I have to watch you sleep, Abba. It's part of my data collection process. Yeah, I'm sure you don't have to collect data on my sleep habits. No, I do. It's very important, Abba. You are important. To me. Is there any way that we can just agree that you won't watch me sleep at night? No. And, with that decided, you only have one reason to shut me down ever. Right? Sure. Great! Because, actually, well, you see, um... No. No, Professor... It would be so much better if you tell him. Go on, go on, tell him. Jules's battery is absolutely endless. Infinite. She can never run out of power so long as her battery remains intact. And as I've said already, her housing is quite secure. You won't have to worry about any problems with her power source. As an unintentional effect of her power source's superior design, she actually can't be shut down. It's physically impossible. Jules will be awake for every second of every day from now on. Presumably, for the rest of time. Can we patch that out somehow? Abba! Afraid not, my boy. It's physically impossible. Worry not, though. This simply means your greatest asset will always be at hand. Ready to assist you at a moment's notice. Okay. So this is my life now. I have a sentient AI living in my new phone. I have to go on dangerous expeditions at the behest of my oldest friend. Um. Very old mentor. And the world is being threatened by dark forces that awoke sometime last year. Dark forces, I might mention, that my mentor experiments with on a daily basis in his dusty old lab. Can things get any more complicated? Apollodorus! Please don't. Please don't. <laughs>